Welcome to the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. I'm Heidi Jones, health and lifestyle coach, and my mission is to help you to take daily action to achieve your goals and create a balance between your career and health. I know you have big vision and goals for your life and career. So let's jump into this episode and talk about how to make it happen. So welcome to the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This week's special guest is a wonderful, absolutely lovely human being that I met around 2016. Now in 2016, we just had an interest in nutrition and creating a healthier lifestyle, but we were both in very different places in our life to what we are now. And moving on all these years, I've actually been able to keep in touch with Miranda. And we became part of a team with a project to do with inspiring and helping other health coaches within the community in Dubai. And with that, I got to really understand what Miranda is about. And that is about really inspiring and empowering people to live a healthier lifestyle by having the understanding and the knowledge and the expertise of how food can really influence our whole life, our well-being. And she's going to be talking more about that today. But also, Miranda has done a career shift. When I met her back in 2016, she was working in digital media. And now she's just recently qualified as a clinical nutritionist. So we're going to delve into, you know, how do you take that big, bold step and get to where you are? So we're going to delve into that as well. So welcome to the show, Miranda. Thank you so much for joining us. And I would just love to start with you just sharing a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's great fun doing this. Um, as you mentioned, we've known each other over the years uh, and our journeys have uh, have evolved yeah. quite, a, quite a bit. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm currently a uh, recently qualified clinical nutritionist. I'm actually doing my um, supervised hours residency with a functional medicine clinic um, in the U.S. with Dr. Cara Fitzgerald. Um, who some of you, if you're into functional medicine, may may know and follow on Instagram. Um, so it's uh, it's been a great great experience, great learning um, as well. And um, I'm working with a whole range of clients um, with different health challenges. Just you know, diving into the root cause. Um, looking at their nutrient status and how that, you know, affects their, you know, their current um, health and where we can sort of bump up or down or balance things out um, in order for them to, to, to feel better and just enjoy, enjoy life. Cause it's, it's difficult to enjoy life when you're not well. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And something I know that you're, you're passionate about because, when we first started talking about coaching, you were like, I don't want to just tell people what to eat. I want to be able to help people with their whole lives and to kind of create a a shift with their lives, didn't you? You wanted to be able to, to coach them to go away and do the work themselves. Because there's one thing being told what to do. And then there's some, you know, there's a whole other thing around actually going to do it outside of that doctor's appointment. 
So how have you been able to implement some of that coaching through the experience you've gone through so far? Um, funny that you should ask this. It, it is definitely a big part and I think a, a big challenge for a lot of nutritionists and, you know, functional medicine practitioners. And, you know, we just had a very interesting um, teaching on, you know, on the neuroscience of decision making in the, mm. in the clinic um, by Dr. Perlmutter. And, um, you know, our decisions are affected by so many factors. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, educating clients is one thing, um, but, you know, giving them that continuous support um, mm-hmm. is, is, is challenging. I think that's where, you know, working as a team and collaborating with different professionals, especially health coaches, can be very, very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me as a nutritionist, I do spend a lot of time in the um, early stages, you know, just getting to know the person, their story, their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a very detailed, you know, um, intake and, you know, history analysis and, you know, symptoms check and, you know, how do they, are there any physical signs of deficiency and so on. So it's a bit of a detective work, you know, putting yeah. all the pieces together um, just so that we understand exactly where the issue is. Um, and then, you know, I would, create the personalized nutrition plan, you know, with, you know, food lists and, you know, some supplement recommendations mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, educating and explaining to them, you know, a lot of relief comes from just understanding where the issue is, especially mm-hmm. for people who maybe have been looking for answers for years, um, especially in the world of, you know, the conventional medicine where, you know, that's what happened to me. I was just told that, oh, you're fine. All your tests are negative um, or within, you know, within normal range. So it must be all in your head. It's like it's a psychological issue. Mm -hmm. So when you're being dismissed and not being validated and not being heard, um, just somebody telling you, you know, hey, I think actually there there is something here that we can work with. Um, It's such a relief, but it is challenging for, you know, um, a, a nutritionist to, maybe be as as um, available on the day-to-day mm-hmm. basis of the client's journey. So we do try to educate and provide as much, you know, resources um, uh, as we can, but sometimes just physically with, you know, with time. Yeah. Um, and as you get, you know, busier and you have more clients, it may not be possible. Um, and that's why I think just working in a team, partnering up with mm-hmm. with health coaches um, is is great because it's all about, you know, the, the decisions as well right so mm-hmm. um and 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 that's okay sometimes we might make poor choices and that's okay as well so being yeah. just kind of validated instead of being you know shamed or guilted um yeah. you know into yeah. doing stuff is is really really important and that was one key takeaway from from the talk I mentioned earlier is 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 exactly that is that so many things can influence our decisions, you know, mm-hmm. maybe poor sleep, it may be, you know, bad diet, um, you know, it, it may be, it, we can go even as far back as, you know, genetics, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, just for people to understand that it's okay to sometimes make poor choices and, you know, it, it's all semantics as well. What is a poor choice? That's a bigger yeah. question, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to sometimes make poor choices um, as long as you understand that there may have been other factors. So that doesn't a, a, a poor choice doesn't translate as you're a bad person or yeah. you will never change. That's, yeah, that's, that's I think, yeah. a very important piece. 
a really key piece, isn't it? That just because you did that once, it doesn't mean you have to do it again. And that's not your kind of destiny. You can change it with the guidance of people who know how to help. And that that's what it's, you know, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Let's go back a bit. Let's go back to kind of some of the pivotal moments that have really kind of got you to take this shift in your life, you know, from being someone who was in digital media. I know that you were doing, was it bodybuilding? Yes. Yeah, bodybuilding. Yeah. You were really into that. And then kind of taking a step back and almost a whole different approach to your life. What were some of the key moments for you to get to where you are today? Yeah, I would actually like to go back even even further. Um, I think there were there were several changes in my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, prior to uh, you know meeting you in in Dubai, working in digital media, I was actually working in in sports events, uh, which was you know great fun. Allowed me to travel, but a, an extremely stressful um, mm-hmm. environment. And um, I was, I think, with a lot of people who find themselves in the you know health and well being. Um, fields have their own, you know, stories of how their own health suffered and they were able to mm-hmm. recover. And and, yeah. and that's what I actually think I would like to share. I think it's, yeah. it's uh, it will be interesting. So I um my I had I had I had gut issues um mm-hmm. since my you know final year of, of uh, university actually when back when I was doing my bachelor's degree um, and. It, it took a while. It took several years to get to the bottom of it. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 I ended up with, with an ulcer um, during my time in events, but it wasn't just the stressful work environment. It was because I had this issue for several years that, you know, people weren't able to find out what it was and treat it. Mm-hmm. It was treated a little bit late. Um and it didn't really go away completely, um, you know, even though the ulcer healed and I tested negative for the um, H. pylori bacteria, which is a bacteria that lives in the stomach. And it's fairly common. I mean, 50% of the world population has it, but um, in some people it causes ulcers. So yeah. so I tested negative for it. So the doctors were, well, you know, saying, you're fine. Then there's, you know, it's nothing, you know, it's okay. It's probably you're just stressed, you know, like the stomach is, you know, so they were trying to get all, you know, science, you know, like the stomach is connected with your, you know, with your nervous system, which is true. I mean, there is truth to that. But when you're just being dismissed and told, well, yeah, you're yeah. just stressed. That's why you don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, well, I feel like it's more than that because it was yeah. still in a lot of pain um there was a lot of fear around eating as well because you didn't know which food might trigger you Mm, uh, uh you know might cause you pain as well so um and and it took a trip to the to the a and e or to the er for our american listeners um (laughs) to um take to 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 kind of really push me into making you know taking my health into my own hands um mm-hmm. so I was given you know they kept on increasing the doses of the medications I was on and you know I started having an allergic reaction so my tongue was swelling and my mouth was itchy and that was just terrifying so I was like well yeah. I can't keep on taking all these you know medications um so what can I do so that's when I shifted my diet um significantly um so i went from sort of a cheese and bread person mm-hmm. um to a more plant-based diet mm-hmm. um you know just reduce sugars and glutens and you know packaged foods as much as possible 
And, um, you know, within several months, all of my, you know, symptoms were, were gone and I was able to reintroduce foods and, you know, eat without, you know, fear, without pain. And that kind of was a testament for me about the power of, of food. Like food is medicine. I don't need to yeah. take those pills that were, you know, making <laughs> yeah. my tongue swell <laughs> anymore. What were the doctors saying? Or did you just kind of stop seeing them? Because obviously prior to that, they're saying it's in your head, it's stressed. Take these pills anyway. These will make you feel better. And you just knew, you knew on a like a deeper level, something is not right and I'm going to take control. What happened when you started seeing the positive results? Well, well you were spot on. I just stopped going. I stopped seeing them. <laughs> I was like, well, I need to explain myself. You know, yeah. I, I feel, I feel great. Um, I feel great. And I started my, uh, you know, uh, uh, my blog and my passion about, you know, food and nutrition just, you know, skyrocketed. And I was reading more and more. Um, and that's what kind of made me start thinking like, wow, you know, more people should should know about this. Um, and then I, I moved from sports marketing to digital marketing, digital source from the events business into more of a, you know, like digital media marketing mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go into the, you know, second, you know, sort of pivotal point in my, in my career was when I just realized that, um, the industry I wasn't, was in, uh, wasn't really something I could keep doing for Mm -hmm. a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, I was like, okay, this is great. I mean, you know, I thought that's what I wanted to do years ago yeah. when, you yeah. know, when I went to university and yeah. and it, it's great, but, you know, I could probably do it for a few more years, but then I just didn't feel that, you know, satisfaction or the passion mm-hmm. for it anymore. I was like, okay, it's getting repetitive now. And, you know, I really am interested in health and fitness. That's yeah. around the time where I started um, also, um competing and in bodybuilding and training you know um into those kind of uh, you know fitness fitness competitions so Mm -hmm. then I learned more about sports nutrition and how you can really change your body you know uh, through through food and how your body responds and Mm -hmm. that was also an impressive experience to see you know um how you can transform yeah this is like the second time you've almost used yourself as your own experiment with food diet lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you've been able to Mm -hmm. see like quite remarkable results yes you know healing and then transforming your body (laughs) yeah and yes you know alongside this work in your your nine-to-five job what were people saying like you know I know that oh this is a long time ago isn't it so back in the day people weren't really into like this plant-based approach they didn't really have as much understanding as perhaps we do now to this style of lifestyle were you having supporters like were people saying this is great I want to do what you're doing or was it a different reaction what were you, what were people saying um definitely a lot of encouragement so in, in my first part so when I when I was trying to heal there was you know I remember my office colleagues just like you know kind of teasing me and saying oh well you know oreos are like plant-based right they're like <laughs> yeah, vegan yeah, yeah. basically so that was it <laughs> was a joke like don't you want an oreo um but with time people you know as they saw me being so committed to it um and feeling better they got more interested and much mm. more supportive so when i was on my you know fitness journey um 
you know, the, the people were, yeah, we were doing like push up challenges in the office. And, you know, <laughs> um, people asked me about, you know, like my little food boxes and, you know, and why yeah. do I have to eat this and not that. So, um, and that quite excited. That was good for you. You liked it. You like sharing that information. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Go back. We'll, we'll go to that pivotal moment around that part of your life. So, so yeah, I just, I just realized that um, I, I don't want to be in the, you know, uh, marketing industry anymore, or at least like not for the long term. Like I just mm. didn't see it as my life passion. Yeah. Um, and I started looking at options, um, how I can change my, my career. And that's when I, I, you know, uh, was reading into the IIN and I was thinking about maybe becoming a health coach because I wasn't sure if I'll be able to go back to university, but it's just the stars aligned and called yeah. fortune or destiny. I met mm-hmm. the right people and somebody recommended, you know, this online masters, which is fairly reputable. They were actually graduating from the pro- program. And, you know, I, I decided to, to, you know, make this big jump, you know, still carried on working for, for most part of my studies I was working. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was also very challenging, um, yeah. you know, full-time work and full-time studying, um, yeah. But if anything, it has just taught me that anything is possible, um, and uh, you just have to keep. If if you're really, you know, if, when you find your passion, it doesn't feel like work anymore. So yeah. that's the, the beauty of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the time you were working, you were doing your studies, life was full on, yeah. But it, you were never derailed. You never thought I'm making the wrong choice. You knew that this this had to be what you did to get to the other side to kind of like be able to make that change is that right yeah I mean look I think we all go through phases of fear and self-doubt and you know mm-hmm. you know our fears are you know they're masters of appearing at the right moments right mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're at your mm-hmm. when you're at your lowest or oh you know, absolutely you big decisions you know they're like <laughs> yeah, yes I'm here you know <laughs> don't forget about me <laughs> you know are you sure you can make money and how are you going to survive and you know I love it. yeah <laughs> Um, so, so that there were definitely some, some moments of, of just pure fear, like, yeah, is this mm-hmm. the right thing? Will I be able mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, make money, you know, out of it? Because yes, it's my passion, but then I also need to survive, right? Like we all absolutely. do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. That's a genuine fear, isn't it? And it's holds a lot of people back, especially when you're maybe in a career that already does, does give you lots of benefits. You know, there's lots of positives for staying in a particular career and to take that step out is like a massive risk to maybe the comforts that you've become used to or, you know, the unknown, like just stepping into the Mm -hmm. unknown, I suppose. So was there anything that you did to help you kind of keep focused on that bigger picture? Yeah, I, uh, I'm obviously coming from the world of events. Um, you know, I have, uh, you know, a knack for planning and organizing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes my holidays are on Excel sheets. So <laughs> there you go. It's like, oh, there's going to be half a, yeah, there's half a group of people listening that are going, yes, this is my type of girl. And the other half going, oh my God, I can't deal with that. This is the nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's, you know, planning for me was a way to calm my anxiety. So being like, mm-hmm. right, yes, let's look at the long term. And, you know, I still have your sheet of, you know, one year, three years, five years, and I sometimes redo it. And, and yeah, great. Um, you know, it's 
kind of turned into an Excel sheet. Sorry for the yeah. non-Excel lovers, but that, that's my thing, you know, do whatever you like, right? You've so, got to do what works for you. <laughs> that's it. Do um, what works for you. Yeah. So, so, so just thinking about that, it's like, yes, it's difficult now, but how will it be, you know, in a few months time, in a few years time? Mm. Um, and, you know, just keeping an eye on the long-term vision and, you know, breaking it down into smaller things as well, just making things more manageable. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, the successes that we see um, or hear about, you know, those are people who have been, you know, working on their success for, you know, um, years. It's not yeah. like, you know, they just, you know, um, you know, in a few days or weeks got to where they were. So there never is an overnight. Is, yeah, sorry. There's never is an overnight success, is there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you just, you know, make sure that you're you're making little steps forward, right? You're moving forward. Um, even if on some days you feel like, yeah, well, I'm moving backwards, but just zoom mm-hmm. out a little bit. It's like, yeah, maybe for today you move backwards, but, you know, think about a month ago or, you know, a week ago where you were, um, you know, it's that helped me a lot. And also, I think giving myself um, multiple goals or targets or maybe looking yeah. at different fields as well mm-hmm. um so I, I used to for example get quite you know stressed or beat myself up for maybe not being so active on social media or you know not working on my blog and it was like well oh I'm not making any progress right because you know I haven't gained followers or I haven't posted as much as I wanted to but then it's like yeah but in the meanwhile you just finished a three-year degree and yeah. you know you you finished your final exams and you're setting up your, your business so it's also sometimes reminding ourselves of the other successes you know um you know just successfully completed a six weeks elimination diet which if anyone has heard about it it's not the most fun thing to do um <laughs> I, I, I feel great now but it was yeah. a challenge and sometimes we take it for granted and it's like mm-hmm. yeah well it's okay if i haven't you know than X, Y, and Z because I've actually done something else and that's an achievement in itself. I think that's a really important message because that is true. We all, like, so many of us just forget the progress we are making. Is it just, we almost automatically just kind of sway to the things we haven't done, don't we? Or if we get to a point where we're stressed, we kind of look around us and see what other people are doing and start comparing ourselves to those things when ultimately actually along that in the background you've done so many other things that actually are going to get you closer to probably where you want to be anyway you're focused in what's important you know gaining those followers weren't important at that time you focused on what actually was important even though no one could see it yeah I think that's that's you've put it beautifully it's it's when things become important to you, you'll find the time. That's something yeah. that I've realized as well. Um, yeah. So there is no need to beat yourself up. It's just sometimes things might not feel so important and that's why maybe you're not focusing as much on them, but you're definitely focusing on something else. If you know, if you're not doing that, you're probably doing something else. It's not yeah. like, you know, you're just kind of like in bed, laying down, doing nothing, right? So we need yeah. to remind ourselves that, you know, every time we are doing something, um, and by doing something that also includes relaxing and doing nothing. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we, we need to keep that in there. 
um, it's you know you're you're working towards something whether it's you know your peace of mind relaxing recharging mm-hmm. uh, you know getting fitter you know improving your nutrition you know working on your business whatever it is um, you're doing it because it meant something for you at the time of doing it right it was important for you yep mm-hmm. absolutely you know what I'd love for you to share a little bit about where you're living at the moment because Miranda was in Dubai but prior to the pandemic, you actually moved over to Italy. And obviously, Italy's had a bit of a tough time, what we've seen on the news anyway. <laughs> um, and you're still there and you've got long-term plans to stay there. But oh, I know so many people have that dream of going to Italy and living that life. Tell us a little bit about it and what it's like. Yeah, I mean, um, Italy is it's it's wonderful it's not without its challenges I don't think there is a perfect place right in this mm-hmm. world it's where you feel great um yeah. you know and we really have that connection um but f- funnily you mentioned this because uh and I'm sure you know a lot of people are familiar with the blue zones and we have uh, just the way of life and that's yeah. what kind of drew me to 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 Italy is the way of life and I was just listening uh to a podcast recently that kind of reminded me why I was here um, uh, because you guys, you know, like I said, fears and doubts will, you know, they're, they're your best friends, right? They'll just tag along <laughs> with you. It's just, you need to sometimes <laughs> confront them and have a nice chat and say, listen, yeah. buddy, <laughs> that's okay. You can relax. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so, so yeah, it was a great reminder that, you know, about why people live longer here, you know, it's, it's it's the it's their way of life. It's just the way their life is structured. It's so conducive to um, to your health, um, to your overall well being. Um, it's you know it's the the daily movement. You know you walk a lot here. Um, you know you're, you're you you tend to be quite active. Um, you know people go out on their lunch breaks. You know you don't just sit and eat at your desk. And they're actually mm-hmm. very they have a great relationship with food as well. You know their eating culture. Mm, you know you don't like eat standing walking or in a rush I mean this happened occasionally but for them it just feels like a strange thing they're like why would you want to do that you know lunch breaks here are at least an hour an hour and a half because you have to sit down properly you you need to have you know your first and your second and your you know the glass of wine and your coffee in the end and it's I could live there (laughs) absolutely um so it's it's that relationship and respect mm. for food and for the eating practice for the, you know for the you know the action of eating it's I mean how like- did you transition because obviously you were in Dubai and the thought of not eating or drinking while moving <laughs> or sitting at your <laughs> laptop just seems so un- like that seems the norm isn't it that's the norm and not doing that is unusual would feel strange but you've had a complete like shift. How did you adapt? Were you like, go, go, go. And everyone's like, slow down, Miranda, (laughs) relax. Or did you kind of fit in quite well? How did it go? Yeah, yeah. Look, I I definitely resisted for a while. It's not easy to break away habits. And it was always like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. You know, I'll just, you know, kind of eat ready-made stuff. Let's order. Let's just, you know, Um, you do eat I felt like I was eating actually out a lot more um, here uh, 
but maybe it's also because you know what well you're still settling in and you know mm-hmm. getting used to grocery shopping and cooking you do tend to do that and you know prior to covid you know when restaurants were open it was it was just so convenient it's like yeah let's just you know sit here have a quick lunch um but it t- yeah it, it took a while to to mm-hmm. adapt to to this and i think it's also once you um you know get more involved with the community and make new friends and you know when you're you know eating with them you kind of follow Mm -hmm. their lead right so they're the ones who you know you know even during the pandemic you know had a close friend who you know happened to also be living here Mm -hmm. um and when she invites me you know we used to you know just even working from home um but she'll be like oh right it's lunchtime you know and very punctual it's like okay it's you know it's 12 30 or it's one o'clock you know we have to think about you know what we were gonna make for lunch and everything is like made fresh you know mm. it wasn't like mm-hmm. yeah i'm just gonna like you know uh, use a prepackaged meal or i'm gonna like order they do occasionally i mean we are all human beings right so you do mm-hmm. sometimes order but they really you know, like to make something fresh, even if it's just a salad, it's like, you're going to start from scratch, start from scratch and you're going to do it at the time that you're supposed to eat it. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a, you know, day to day kind of like approach to food and yeah. And she would just get up and, you know, would be like, okay, let's set up the table, you know, let's, you know, let's make this, you know, whatever we were having for lunch and, you know, then have a, you know, coffee and like, you know, a little, you know, a fruit or a piece of chocolate in the end. So it was like a, you know, kind of like everything closes, computer is shut off, the phone is away, and you just focus on your meal time. Yeah. And do you feel better for it? Do you think it's made, do you feel the, the impact? Absolutely. I think I'm a lot more mindful now. And when I'm alone, mm-hmm. I've adapted this practice. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. my lunch breaks, um, uh, you know, and, and now that I have a beautiful terrace, you know, and the sun is out, I actually might even set up the table for myself outside and mm-hmm. just you know, take my time and take a break. And actually it's, it's made me so excited and looking forward to it. It's like, oh yes, I can't wait, you know, till it's eating time because, you know, I'm going to kind of, you know, switch off and just enjoy my food and, you know, um, yeah, put in some music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And then you're like drinking the wine on the terrace and then you're like, right, take it back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you feel so much more recharged afterwards yeah. as well it's mm-hmm. a nice mental break um I find that you know I'm, I'm more you know um focused at my work afterwards because I've taken this break rather than yeah. just working straight through it you know and yeah. you know keep on thinking about whatever it is that you might be you know dealing with at that moment it's nice to kind of switch off your brain and say right you know that's it it's your break it's you know it's an hour out of your day right or well yeah taking into consideration maybe breakfast and and, and dinner but still let's say it's a three hours max out of your day that you can just dedicate to to taking a break and just focusing Mm on 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 the you know the texture the flavor the smell the sound it's it's a bit of a mindfulness activity and and to them it's so funny because it comes naturally you know we study this or we might we might be coaching people into this but you know they're they're just like what do you mean like why are you telling me this I just do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like where have you come from a different planet <laughs> oh brilliant I love how you brought up the blue zone I actually don't think many people will know what that is I think share a little bit about what you mean around blue zone mm-hmm. and longer or longevity yeah so that's um it's a study it's been around um for uh, for a while I'm 
you know, not very good with dates, but um, it was a research done on identifying, you know, what makes or helps people live longer in certain parts of the world. So first they started by looking at, right, where do people live longest um, mm -hmm. around the world? And then they identify these, um, you know, five places, which they call them the blue zones, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, they found that, you know, the, the population lived longer and they had the highest number of, you know, centenarians or people over 100. Um, and, you know, um, Italy, well, in specific Sardinia, which is, you know, an island next to Italy, mm -hmm. part, part of the, the, the country called Italy, um, it was identified as a, as a blue zone. You know, other places also include, um, uh, there is a place in Japan and, you know, a place in the U.S., the, the Adventists, the Seventh-day Adventists. Um, but but yeah so what they what they realized is the common thread in all of those um, places were uh, um, you know just physical activity daily movement so the way their life was structured mm -hmm. um, sort of forced people to get out and and, and go uh, but it's just it's part of their daily lives it's not something yeah. that you know maybe you you you're you're told to do it's just the way things are you know so walking around yeah. a lot. Um, you know, going out for your lunch, you know, going to visit your friends, you know, a lot of activities happen by foot or maybe by bike. Um, and it's just the way they, they're used to. Um, another thing was, you know, um, having a healthy microbiome, which is linked to the diet, right? So mm -hmm. eating, um, you know, plant-based foods, foods rich in fiber, um, you know, healthy fats, um, just you know, nutrient dense foods in general um, was it, even though the, the the cuisines are totally different, right? When you think of Italy and Japan, um, but the base is there. So you know, you have the fermented foods. You know, you have you know the different types of vegetables. You know, um, fiber rich foods that all support the microbiome, um, which you know affects a lot of areas in our life a lot more than we think you know it's not yeah. just you know a tummy ache or maybe having issues with you know your like your bowel movements um but they have they, they play a huge role uh you know and by they i mean the you know millions and billions of bacteria in our intestines mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know they they affect they they're actually immune system regulators so if they're out of balance you know good guys versus bad guys um in a very simplistic terms um yeah. but if they're out of balance you know they do affect many of your other body systems so like the immune system um mm -hmm. the nervous system as well you know like depression for example has recently been associated with imbalances in you know in your in your gut uh, uh microbes um and so it's the same with you know with with the immune system so you know people with you know multiple food sensitivities or food allergies um, or even just our resilience right resisting the um, invasion of viruses and you know other bacteria right so if you're susceptible to um, infections if you get sick very often you know it just makes you think about also the gut health you know um, um, you know mm -hmm. are your bacteria in in balance because they, they they send you know signals to all parts of the body. Um, yeah. And that affects how the rest of the body functions. Yeah, I agree as well. Like obviously doing the IIN course, you, you delve into some of these topics. That's how I know about the blue zones and the gut health. But obviously into no detail, like what you have 
you know, you've studied, but I was getting sick recently. Since I've had Hannah, I've had more colds and just kind of felt run down than I have in years after, you know, changing my lifestyle to much more plant-based as well and just feeling a lot healthier. And in my instant thought and what I say to Rob is, right, we need to do something for the gut. We need more good bacteria because I know the link because I've seen it in my own health, the link with my gut to how then I'm able to cope with all these different colds and like, you know, things, bugs that Hannah's picking up at nursery. Um, I heal a lot quicker. I'm able to get over it a lot quicker when I focus on that health and kind of don't Mm -hmm. just think, oh, this is just part and parcel of what you have to go through and take a couple of paracetamol. It's like, actually, no, I need to up the, the green vegetables to make sure the diet is on point, you know, get some, I always like buy things, like you said, the fermented foods and just kind of whack them in the diet and um, things like that. So yeah, totally, totally get what you're saying there. Um, and it's such a in-depth topic that you'll have to come back on when you're like really into, you know, because I know that you're moving forward with your career you're not going to stop studying. Like for you, this is like a a lifelong learning, isn't it? And you're going to be moving forward with even more of that. And we'll have to get you back on so we can really have a whole conversation because it's just so interesting. And so many people just aren't aware of the impact their gut and what they eat has on how they feel. And we're not just talking physically, we're talking mentally and emotionally as well, aren't we? So I'd love to hear like your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that. You know, I know that you're moving into that part of study but what have you got at the moment that you know that could perhaps help some of the listeners look it's it's such a broad topic you know (laughs) it's difficult for me to kind of synthesize it all um go into like the areas oh sorry go into the area of around like feeling good mentally you know like you said there is that element around depression and lots of people can feel low and they can feel like they have uh, brain fog and they just don't maybe feel themselves. They're not feeling happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, food can play such a huge role in in many areas of our of our life. And you know, for me, it was very interesting to also look into how food affects you know our mental health. Um, it's you know it had studied a bit of psychology before my mom works in the mental health field so mm. for us it was always interesting to exchange um information so you know things like yes the gut so um why does the gut influence you know how you how you feel right it seems yeah. just so distant your your mood your you know your even your cognitive function and there are multiple ways it can do that and science is still discovering things mm. um you know one, um, you know, uh, a, a way that, you know, it's it's being talked about is that, you know, the bacteria in our gut send signals, right? And those signals can travel um, across the body and they can also produce toxins and those toxins can also travel, right, to your, mm-hmm. to, to your mm-hmm. brain. And then, you know, they, they can cause a lot of inflammation. Um, and inflammation is, uh, it's, it's, it's an immune process, right? It's something that the immune system uses to um, fight um, bad things in your body. It could be, you know, um, you know, foreign bacteria. Um, you know, it could be um, 
just, you know, maybe damaged cells because inflammation is actually part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in theory, inflammation is, is not bad. And what do I mean by inflammation? It's, you know, it's uh, usually it's associated with signs and symptoms such as, you know, pain, heat, swelling, redness. Um, those are the things that we think about, but, you know, inside on a deeper level, because you might not feel right, the, the, the mm-hmm. pain and inflammation in your brain, but it can happen on much deeper levels in the body. Mm-hmm. So we might not mm-hmm. see physical outward signs as we may see on our skin, mm-hmm. um, but they are processes that are, you know, damaging to, to the cells because mm-hmm. the body uses that um, mechanism to kind of kill and dispose of, um, you know, these foreign invaders or, you know, our own cells that have gone a little bit wanky and crazy and they're not functioning, mm-hmm. right? So the body's trying to clear those things to restore balance and optimal function. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a bacterial imbalance um, in your gut and there are all these toxins and, and inflammatory signals being sent out, you know, your immune system is like, hey, what the hell is going on? This is mm-hmm. like wrong, you know, this is, shouldn't be like this. We need to you know, we need to calm this down. But inadvertently, it's, it may attack, you know, parts of, you know, our own organs and tissues, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it may damage um, cells. So, um, so hence inflammation, chronic inflammation, long-term inflammation. So short-term inflammation, you know, such as when you're, you know, just, you know, sick for a few days or you get a cut and, you know, you get a bit swollen and it goes away in a few days. That's okay because that starts the healing process. But when yeah. that inflammation doesn't go away, then it becomes extremely damaging to the body. It damages, mm-hmm. you know, the our building blocks and our building blocks are all cells. So if you mm-hmm. have damaged cells, then in whichever organ they are, that organ is not going to function optimally. Yeah. And it's the same for the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it alters the way the brain sends signals, and that, hence that's how it can alter your mood, your cognitive power, um, it, just just a whole host of things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's one way um, that, that they do. But, you know, it's, they, they are like the... I heard somebody say it like they, they're the it's like an orchestra right mm-hmm. and in the gut uh, bacteria they're able to fine-tune certain processes that mm-hmm. we may not be able to do so with with just with supplements for example you know a lot of people are quick to just kind of take a pill just like mm-hmm. we used to with medicines we might do the same thing with supplements yeah um, but they are not so intricate as is our body and the living organisms mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. our body because they, they're sensing things all the time and they're adapting, you know, right? Our cells and the bacterial cells, you know, yeah. they're highly intelligent beings yeah. that are adapting and, and regulating, you know, because you don't want too much or too little of one thing or another thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting topic, isn't it? Like you can just talk about it all day. <laughs> Thank you. That I mean, that yeah. was, that was so interesting. So what I think people are going to want to know is what should they be eating? I'm sure you get this question all the time. So what do I eat? <laughs> so let's yeah. focus on it. Let's think about optimal health for our, one, our gut. And like to be able to obviously have a healthy gut, we're going to have a much healthier brain. Obviously, we know around that there could be lots of other things going on in our body. But as a general 
piece of advice to help people with their diet so they are feeling as best they can, what would you say? What would you recommend they do? Um, you know, it comes, it boils down to very simple advice. And I'm sorry to disappoint people <laughs> if they were expecting like a long list, but just <laughs> eat natural whole foods, mm-hmm. eat natural, as close to nature um, uh, as you, as you can. And yes, there are debates about cooking and not cooking, which I'm not going to get into, but, you know, things with, you know, packaged foods, long ingredient lists, um, mm. you know, most things that you can't pronounce, mostly those things are not really good for you. Mm. Um, so trying to eat foods in their whole natural forms is probably the best approach to you as, as per your tolerance. Of course, some people might have allergies or intolerances, um, but as, as listen to your body, Mm. as well it's another big one so eat natural foods and listen to your body how your body responds to those natural foods and then you can you know fine-tune it or personalize it um for for yourself but mm-hmm. yeah just loads of vegetables um you know foods from all the food groups really i'm also very wary of very strict diets or diets that ask you to take out whole food groups um, yeah. each food group has something for us to, to to offer some sort of a benefit. And of course, mm-hmm. the quality of the food itself is very important as well, right? So things mm-hmm. that, you know, are, uh, you know, uh, organic or at least, you know, uh, grown or produced in the most natural way possible are mm-hmm. likely to have more nutrients. So they're better for you, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's those, it's just natural whole foods, high quality, um, you know, listen to your body, and don't um you know if if you can tolerate then i wouldn't say don't exclude um any food groups because each one has a different variety of nutrients that your body needs to to function yeah that's awesome advice my my key takeaway is also to take those hour long lunch breaks <laughs> and to cook from scratch um absolutely thank you so much Miranda for coming on the show and just sharing all that wealth of knowledge and your wisdom, um, your absolute inspiration. How can people connect with you? Is there a way that people can learn more from you? Of course, you can find me on Instagram at Inspired by Miranda. And Mm -hmm. that's actually also the name of my uh, website blog. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, 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 available i'm i I love talking as you can see about food and nutrition (laughs) um so don't be afraid to you know drop me a direct message um you know i'm i'm happy to to have a chat Mm -hmm. awesome thank you so much and i look forward to speaking to you soon well thank you thank you for having me Want to discuss more options lifestyle tweaks or changes that you could make to create more balance hop over to Instagram and send me a DM. I am happy to help. You know, if you know someone who would love this episode, please share this podcast with them. Also remember to leave your review. This is one way to help others find my podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you next week.